Hey, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I have a little cold. I have been working like crazy. I am just so fired up, you guys. My book is coming out in three and a half weeks and I am just pouring everything I have. I do not want to be able to look back and say that I left any stone unturned. If you haven't ordered the book, please pre-order this book. We need everyone to come together, rally together so that this book gets on the New York Times bestseller list. I know you keep hearing me say it and you're probably like, why does she keep saying it? I keep saying it, you guys, because there is such a big difference. When the book becomes a New York Times bestseller, the bookstores actually carry it and they carry more than a few copies and people start to hear about it. There's a whole algorithm to the way it works. And so if it doesn't hit the list, it kind of gets buried. And I poured myself into this book because I want people to feel seen and I want people to do their thing in this world. People deserve to matter. And I've spent... I don't know, close to 80, 100 hours a week putting out this podcast for the last almost three years and two years working on this book because I care so much about seeing each one of you living life on your terms because you deserve that. And in this book, I got to tell the stories of so many of our listeners like Becky Scott, who wrote her movie and Greg Franklin, who opened his cheesecake shop. And I know that this is a movement, that this community is not just a group of listeners, but we've come together, we've inspired each other, we've been vulnerable, we've shared our hearts. And I just want to say thank you because I gotten so many emails and messages from you guys about the book and what can I do and how can I support you? I am open to ideas. Like if you work at a company and you want to say to them, you should have Kathy Heller come and speak, have them reach out to me because they could just buy a bunch of books. And in exchange for them buying a bunch of books, we can put something on the calendar for next year and I can come and speak and they can pre-order books. And if there's any other idea you have, if you want me to lead some kind of online workshop for your friends, if you want me to come to your city, if you want me to do a one-on-one session with you, just reach out. You can DM me. You can email me. We will figure something out. I am willing to do whatever it takes. I want to make sure that this book hits the list so that people hear about it, so that people are moved to come home to themselves and to do the thing that they've always known is inside of them. I don't want them sitting it out. So on that note, I just wanted to share something I posted on Instagram yesterday and it said, you are never quite ready, but you are brave and the universe listens to the brave. And you guys, this is it. That's all it is. Every person I know who's making a difference in the world, who's succeeding, who's inspiring other people, it's not because they're the most talented. It's not because they're the most qualified or the prettiest. The thing that they have in common is the courage. It's the courage to put themselves out there. It's the courage to dream. It's the courage to say what they, that they do want something. And it's not just okay. And they're not just okay with whatever it is. They're, they want something bigger. It's the courage to lead. It's the courage to offer to serve someone else, even if they are imperfect. And you are brave. You are so much braver than you tell yourself you are. And if anybody told you that you don't have what it takes, it's because they underestimated just how brave you are. You are so brave and so keep dreaming and it's okay to let go of the shame and it's okay to be brave enough to just show up. You don't have to have it all together. You can just be a person who puts their hand up and says, I'm in, I want to lead, I want to help, I want to offer what I have to give. And God, is that more than enough? It is so much more than enough. And speaking of brave, I just wanted to give a shout out to Lindsay Sherbondi. She's lindsayletters.co on Instagram. I have been in tears every single day following her account. Her beautiful daughter, Ava, um, fell in August and um, suffered a brain injury and they have been going through it. 
And to see this little girl and to see her parents so brave, so vulnerable, fighting for her life and praying and helping other people and the community that has formed around them. It is so beautiful. If you want to see some beautiful human beings on, on the internet and you want to see people coming together and loving each other and supporting each other, you should go follow lindsayletters.co on Instagram. I have been so moved by Ava. I feel like I know her. I'm in tears wanting this little girl to to heal and to come back to herself. And her mother the other day was on Instagram and she went live and she said, this is what it looks like when you're in the middle and you're waiting for the miracle. It is so hard. And she said, I believe in God with all my heart, but I don't want anyone to look back on my Instagram and think that we went from her being in the ICU. And then, you know, you just see, you know, when, when hopefully this miracle comes, you just see everybody fine. She's like, I want you to see the middle. I want you to see what it looks like. And it took so much courage for her to post it. It takes so much courage for her to post all these updates she's doing. This family is so incredible while they're dealing with everything that's going on with their beautiful seven-year-old daughter. They've been raising money for other kids to support them during tragedies like this. I just love this family. So I wanted to do my part to give them a shout out. If you guys want to go support Lindsay, you want to see what she's doing. She's also, she's an incredible artist. She's a hand letterer. She has such beautiful things to share. Um, maybe you can support her work. Uh, maybe you even want to support uh, the fund that they're raising money for her daughter, Ava. It is so um, deeply, deeply touching to my heart. And I just wish this little girl the fullest healing the speediest, fullest healing. She's such a beautiful little soul. And I don't even know her, but I feel like I do. And I love her. Isn't it amazing how you can love someone you've never met? That's how I feel. So um, thank you for letting me share that. But um, I just love this family so much. And we were talking about being brave. And I said, I just got to mention this to you. I just got to mention this. I also just want to say thank you to all of you for reaching out and supporting me and supporting my book and supporting my message. You guys, I'm just like everybody else. You know, I have moments where I'm falling apart. I'm overwhelmed. I have moments where I'm not the mom I want to be, or I'm arguing with my husband, or I'm just hard on myself that I didn't lose five more pounds. And so you don't know what it means to me. I've never had this kind of love in my life. And you guys are just the best. I want to give a shout out to Nicole. She's at um, NicoleC.Official on Instagram. She was at my May retreat and Nicole reached out and said, Kath, I want to do whatever I can to support you. How many books do you need to sell? I'm going to reach out to a company that I know and tell them that you should be their inspirational speaker for their January event. And she connected with me and I just was so deeply touched that she did that. And I've gotten so many letters from all of you. And I've done a few one-on-one sessions with a few of you in exchange for you buying books. And I just love you. And I'm just here to do any of it. Speaking of which, I'm also doing a two-hour workshop on how to quit your day job, which helps you figure out what is it that you want to do? Who is it for? How do you get this to those people and really validate and test the idea so that you can cross a few benchmarks and sell a few offers so that you are able to build the runway and scale it and leave and eventually quit your job. If you want to be in on that workshop, there is a link in the show notes so you can be a part of that. It's really easy to sign up and that workshop comes with a workbook as well. All you have to do to join that workshop is buy two copies of the book. So you can buy a copy for a coworker, a friend, a family member, give it to a high school student, a creative person you know, a college student, anybody. This book will definitely be an inspiring read. 
All right. So for today's episode, we have Jada Selner. She is an entrepreneur, an author, a speaker, a coach, a podcaster, and co-founder of Simple Green Smoothies. She's an expert when it comes to building and scaling online communities from a place of service coming from the heart. She is so aligned with what we talk about on the show. She grew her Instagram audience super organically and built an email list of over 355,000 subscribers. So she is the real deal. She's also the queen of doing these online challenges. So she's going to give you a few tips on how to create a really effective, fun challenge that's going to fuel your business and really help bring your community together. She's also the co-author of Simple Green Smoothies, and she hosts the podcast Lead with Love. It explores how to make decisions from your heart, build an engaged community, grow dream businesses, and create a vision to reach more people and make that bigger impact. She's interviewed souls that you might recognize like Kate Northrup, Chris Gillibo, Amber Ray, and Jill Stanton. So definitely go check out our podcast when you're done listening to this episode. Without further ado, please welcome the beautiful Jada Selner. Hey, Jada. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah, me too. It's pretty impressive what you've done. I mean, you co-founded Simple Green Smoothies. You guys now have hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers, and you've just made this really engaged audience and figured out how to serve them. I want to go back, though, to what even inspired you? How did you get to the point where you even had this idea? Tell us a little about your journey first. Yeah. So, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for over 10 years now, and I, you know, I had my daughter in 2007, and I just had this strong desire that I didn't want to just be a mom that I knew I wanted to also make a difference and help people and be useful. And so actually my husband and I started a brick and mortar business in Kauai in 2009. And that was kind of like the seed of my entrepreneurial journey of trying to- That's cool. What was that? It was called Little Sprouts Playhouse and it was a play and learning center for kids. So we had a Montessori inspired program for ages two to four and- we were wearing all the hats in our business. You know, we were we were bringing in money, but we were also building up a lot of debt and trying to get this business off of the ground. And mm-hmm. something that we learned was we had our daughter with us. I wanted to build a business with my daughter by my side. And that's kind of been my intention this entire journey. But it was realizing that we didn't want to watch other people's kids. And that's what our business turned into, you know. And so the business model, you know, had to pivot. And once it did, it was no longer aligned with how we wanted to serve in the world. So Mm -hmm. we closed that business down. And I knew that I still wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so my friend that I met in a mom's group in Los Angeles, Jen Hansard, I actually, we partnered in building a parenting blog first. So Simple Green Smoothies was actually never supposed to be a business. I was just drinking green smoothies on the side and I, you know, I lost over 27 pounds in three months. So I was just telling everyone and their mama about like, you have to get a blender, you have to put spinach and kale inside these fruit smoothies. And that was just the beginning seed of an idea, but it wasn't supposed to be a business when we first started it. So cool. What year is this? 2001. This was 2011. And during that time, we were sharing green smoothie recipes, but we were also sharing about, you know, eco-friendly arts and crafts that you can do with your kids, how to unplug and be present mm-hmm. as a family. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend who, her name is Mai Nguyen, 
And she recommended that I get on Instagram because people are really into health. And I was like, no, I was so resistant. I did not want to start an Instagram account. We were already trying to figure out Facebook and Twitter. And at this time, there was no real community or audience. Yep. It was just our inner circle of friends. Yeah. Um, but then I leaned into that discomfort and went ahead and experimented with Instagram. And so in that time, I was able to actually build a community. And in six months, I grew our Instagram following to 30,000 followers without any paid advertising. Wow. We weren't guest posting. We were barely blogging. I just started sharing the green smoothie recipes that I was making at home for my family on Instagram and taking pictures of the raw ingredients mm -hmm. that were inside the recipes. Yep. So then what was the next big move? What was the next big milestone? Yeah, I would say once we had the Instagram account up, our, our next big move was actually we wanted to build our email list, right? That was a really big conversation of like, you know, social media can go away. You don't own that. And so we actually started a challenge, a 30-day green smoothie challenge that we shared with our Instagram community and our Facebook community. We launched that challenge on, you know, January 1st, 2013. And we grew our email list from 2,000 email subscribers to 30,000 email subscribers from that first challenge. So that's incredible. Yeah. And then what happened? So with our challenge, you know, we were staying up late at night. We were, you know, each shopping list that we sent out. So we would send a weekly shopping list with green smoothie recipes. During that time, we were kind of, you know, coming up with the list like the night before we needed to send it out. And it was, you know, during that time, the ebook that I had been spending months on like, procrastinating, going to coffee shops, I realized from the community and the audience that, you know, they're like, can we just get this challenge like packaged? And I was like, but wait, we're going to, we, our intention was to sell this ebook that I'd been working on behind the scenes. Sure. And what they really wanted was just to package everything that we'd been sharing for free. And so we pivoted in that moment instead of the ebook that I'd spent so many months on, we actually just repackaged our challenge. And so on day 30 of the challenge, we basically sold our green smoothie challenge as an ebook for $5 because that's all the, the courage uh -huh. that we had to sell. And in those first seven days, we did $8,000 in sales. And that Beautiful. was like the moment of we made it. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sales back for all of the money that we had invested in. We were able to pay back ourselves and then to hire our first part-time person to support us. And I want to make a note here because this is something that I say so often and I want people to really hear it. When we are thinking about what we're going to create and we spend so much time building something before we put it out there, we sometimes very often actually are going to be further from the target than if we just go ahead and try something and get it in front of human beings and get their feedback. And then what usually happens is they let us know what they need. And it's not typically the thing that you already had in your mind that you were going to build off by yourself up in the ivory tower. What happens is you went out in the world and your audience says, this is actually what I want. And how did you figure that out? Because you went out and did something. You got the feedback from the human beings that you were transacting with who said, this is actually what we want. 
And I think that this is, we, we all have to stop right now and understand that this is the way that it goes. It takes courage and it takes that dance. It's a dialogue between you and this person that you are serving. And so better to not know completely what you're doing and get it in front of people and let them help you figure out what the ending actually is. Yeah. And I I love that so much. I, I always talk about showing your dance moves on the dance floor oh. and being able to add that value right where they are. And I think oftentimes we get caught in the fear of rejection, of getting it wrong because we sold another product after the, the challenge and it was a flop. And then we surveyed our audience and we you know, launched another product and that did $86,000 in 10 days. So what were those? Tell us about those. Yeah, absolutely. So after we packaged and positioned and sold the the challenge ebook, then we're like, okay, great. Let's make another product for our audience. And we're like, well, they really like recipes. So what if we just make recipe cards and we'll, we'll sell it for $9, like we'll increase the price. And it was like, they had already had enough green smoothie recipes. We were, you know, sharing those in the the 30 day green smoothie challenge ebook, as well as on our Instagram and Facebook account. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we sold it and like, we just didn't make that much money. It didn't solve a problem. It was just some recipes and didn't really give them any guidance or step-by-step process of of how to create that transformation for themselves. And yeah, so we were just like, "Uh uh-oh. (laughs) And so we surveyed our community and got really clear on what that next step in transformation that they were desiring. And you know, the recurring pattern was the exact next step and transformation that I took after I started drinking green smoothies every day. So I drank green smoothies and then all of a sudden I was craving to eat more vegetables. Basically, how do I eat healthier? And I need a plan to follow because I don't normally cook. And so what we learned is that that's what people were wanting was a step-by-step process. And so we decided to create a 21-day plant-based cleanse that would allow people to reset basically their cravings and eating healthier and having more energy. We Mm -hmm. partnered with a holistic nutritionist to help us come up with these recipes. And we spent more time in connecting with our audience and letting them know that we were working on something behind the scenes. And in that time, we also had our friends and family become our first testimonials for this product. And so we like, hey, well, if you give us a testimonial or let us know how the experience was when we finish the product and actually fully package it and design it, we'll give you free access to that. Amazing. So then it just continued to grow and grow. So what was the next big thing that happened after that? Yeah. So, you know, after our launch, the 10 day launch where we did the $86,000 in 10 days, we realized that we had a product that changed people's lives, that it was something that people wanted. And here's what we did, which I think is different than what most people do, is instead of like, what's the next product that we can sell, we double down on something that was working. So I always say to double down on what's working and stop what's not. And so actually for the next two years, we only sold this one product and created a system. So every quarter, we hosted a free 30-day green smoothie challenge. And during that time, we invited them to join our 21-day plant-based cleanse. And we rinse and repeated that. And for the two years in that time, we actually generated over a million dollars in sales just with that one digital product. 
by continuing to rinse and repeat instead of trying to innovate, innovate and sell them more ideas, more products. And I would actually say as soon as we introduce more products, that's when it actually got more confusing for our audience of like, well, which one do I buy? And, you know, Mm -hmm. people, when they're confused, they just don't do anything. Interesting. So that that makes a lot of sense. So cool. So give us a snapshot of where the business is right now and how you're spending your time. Yeah. So I actually sold and exited my company in Simple Green Smoothies in 2016. So my business partner still runs Simple Green Smoothies. We published a book together called Simple Green Smoothies. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I exited when a second book deal came on the table because I knew, again, I was ready for that next pivot in my life of when I always say I'm a a walking billboard for good. So when there's something that works Mm. for me, I want to shout it at the rooftops of like, you've got to do this. So that same energy that I felt in drinking green smoothies and telling everybody about it, being able to build a business where I could have more flexibility in my time and have my daughter by my side, I wanted to help other people and do it in a different way and focusing on putting people first and building that community to play with and to serve um, and showing that you you can grow a community in a more organic way. And do it in a way where you're not feeling so salesy or scammy or like you need to take two showers after. So what my work looks like today is actually coaching and consulting other founders to grow their communities online and to scale their businesses with love. Yeah, that's awesome. And you've created some incredible programs. Let's talk about what you do in your coaching and let's see if we can break it down. So where do you start with people when they're thinking about growing a business? So for me, I have like the five S's of building a sustainable business. So the five S's are share, sell, serve, systemize, and sustain. And the way that I like to start with people is being able to really get clear on your message of the share, right? Show your dance moves on the dance floor. What is the value that you are going to add to your community, even if they never decide to buy from you? So for us with Simple Green Smoothies, that was sharing free recipes on Instagram. Our Mm -hmm. dance floor was Instagram. With my personal brand and my coaching my free dance floor is the podcast and being able like, I just want to help as many people as I I can. And for those who want to take that next step in transformation. So that's where I like to start is like, what is that message that you are sharing with your community to add that value? Then the next piece is about selling and doing it from a place of service. I believe that selling is service for the people that that need that work from you. Amen, sister. (laughs) I agree with that. I remember when Daniel Pink was here and he said it so well. I said, oh, you know, everything you're saying is really giving me a sense that people should feel permission to put things out in the world and sell what they're doing. And he said, no. He said, absolutely not. It's not permission. It's a moral obligation. If you have something that you think is actually going to serve someone else and make a material difference in their life, you have to sell it. And I was like, damn, like that was such an amazing way He is correct. If you have a gift, which every one of us has a way of seeing the world, experiencing the world, or adding value to the world that is unique to us, and because we do, if we don't give that to someone else, then then we're really not serving in the way that we know our potential was put here to do. And you are correct. Selling is service. That is what it is. That is. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And so being able to come up with what 
is that offer? What is that next step in transformation you want to create for people and actually letting people know that it exists because people cannot buy a secret. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then the next piece that then I work on is around um, the serving. So I just believe that when we're building community and when we are putting people first, and we're building a business that we want to be profitable, that we really have to make it about transformation over just a transaction. And so really in serve, it's about not just taking someone's money and be like, great, back to marketing or sharing, but actually taking care of the people that gave you their hard-earned money and creating an amazing experience for them. Like, How can you surprise and love and delight the people that have given you their money? How can you go above and beyond and keep improving the product or the service that you have for that person? So being able to really not ignore that piece of the puzzle. And then we go into systemize, right? That's kind of where Simple Green Smoothies, creating that repeatable system where it's like you want to build that team to support you so that you can work in a space to grow your community and be the visionary in your business. And I think that piece is is so important. It's like for entrepreneurs, we constantly want to create and innovate, but we also need to make sure we have people that can sustain and maintain the machine yeah. of running yeah. a business so that we don't burn out. And then the last piece is sustain. And so this is about putting you first, putting, prioritizing your self-care, your relationships, your health on the top of your to-do list. Because I know a lot of entrepreneurs when building companies can burn out in the process when they're constantly overgiving. And, you know, there's that quote, you can't pour from an empty cup. So actually making sure that you one thing that I do inside my Love Over Metrics incubator is we do strategic quarterly planning and we talk about, you know, the three top projects, goals that you have each quarter, but we also create space for what are the commitments that you have to yourself, to your body, to relationships, to travel, and honoring the capacity. Because I think many times, you know, they say that you overestimate what you can do in a year, but you underestimate what you can do in three. So I like to stretch the timeline of our ambition. And if you don't hit a goal right on time, don't lower your ambition, just extend the timeline. Yeah, I love that. That's such an important piece. I feel like in my moment that I'm having right now, when Danielle Laporte was here, she was like, people are going to tell you, girl, you are crushing it. And she's like, you really just might be a workaholic. And so they're just telling you how much more you can do and really you're at your capacity and it's dangerous. And um, there is a human there that needs to be taken care of and that's called yourself. So if that compassion doesn't include you, there's a problem. So I love how you really have such a holistic view. And I'd love to dive deeper a little bit, if you don't mind, into some of this, because I think that people listening are feeling like, wow, I just don't feel deserving of giving myself the permission to like put the thing out there. As soon as I think about pricing something or putting it up on my personal Facebook page or in an Instagram feed, I just feel so nauseous. How do we understand what's really going on there? And how do we unpack that so that we can step into our authority and give the thing we're supposed to give to the world? Yeah, there's two things that come up for me. Uh, One is unhooking our self-worth from our net worth. And 
this is why what I do is called love over metrics because when we get so attached to the external numbers to validate ourselves, to validate our worthiness, that's when things can go downhill really, really fast. You know, we start to compare our numbers. You know, there's very big numbers with simple green smoothies and people can start to compare and think like, I'm not doing enough. I don't have enough. And when we, when we operate from that place of scarcity and lack, then that's how we're, we're defining our worth and our value in the world. So unhooking yourself from the numbers of how much money, how many followers. And the second part on top of that is to take the attention off of yourself. So even though we want to be in a space of like, I am worthy, I'm worthy to show up and share and shine and really, you know, have my message out there in the world and and help people, we have to take the attention off of ourselves and put it in that place of service. So it's such a sweet dance of like, you know, take care of yourself, nourish yourself, take care of your body, tend to your relationships and your friendships. And I will say one thing that really helps me for those who love their purpose work and tend to overwork is to schedule in that time for self and for the people that refuel your energy, that fill Mm -hmm. you up. For me, Mm -hmm. I I schedule family time of like, okay, we're going to Alcatraz on Sunday. We're going, you know, I'm going to this dance class with a girlfriend. Like I put those pieces in my calendar and then allow my work to overflow around that versus scheduling my work. Yeah, (laughs) because there's always work to do. That list never ends. And we really have to focus on on that um, piece. And another thing that I would add is that there are no unique messages only unique messengers. And the reason that I say that is even with simple green smoothies, even with me, you know, being a business coach, there are already people that exist in the world um, that do the exact same thing that we did with simple green smoothies. And instead of getting caught up in, they have this many followers, they already have these products. I just started to look at, well, what makes us different? And I just asked like, what is the gap in the marketplace? Where is there room to innovate? And I I would read other people's comments. I would look and see like where were they not being served? Where were they not being taken care of? So instead of putting the intention on me, like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm like, where are are the other people in the industry not serving the community that I want to serve well? And so a couple of ideas, um, strategies that we implemented with Simple Green Smoothies was I noticed that people were looking at the recipes and all of the recipes said like a handful of this. And people are like, but wait, how much is a handful? Can you just tell me the exact measurement? And they're like, just eyeball it. And I remember when I drank my first green smoothie, I was the same way. I'm like, I don't want to drink spinach. I don't want to taste the green stuff. So we decided to include exact measurements. We also weren't health nutritionists. We didn't have any certifications. I personally don't even have a college degree. And instead of using that as a disadvantage of like, I'm not worthy to share, I don't have three letters behind my name. I was like, that's what makes us real and relatable. We're just two 
work from home moms that have kids that we want to keep healthy. We use words like awesome and rock on, you know, a lot of the people that we were seeing were kind of very um, scientific and just like stoic and stale. And so we're like, we're going to add some vibrancy and we're going to have really beautiful design and branding. And so we found ways of where we could own our unique value in a saturated marketplace by being unique messengers, not necessarily creating a new message to share. It's so true. And when Adam Grant was here, he said, uh, you don't have to say something new if you say something true. And it's like, yes, that's correct. There's no unique messages, really. There's just unique messengers. Something else that's really a big piece of your whole model is starting out with like really, really sharing. And first, like you grow your community and you share and then you sell, right? And so one of the things that you've done well is this five-step challenge roadmap where you teach people like fun and simple ways to grow their audience. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. So a big piece of that is getting, you know, really, you know, building that foundation of who do you want to serve and and having just a way to really connect with your audience in a way that gets them a small, quick win. So with challenges, What's really beautiful about it from a marketing perspective as well as from um, a way that gets people to take action is there's a timeline attached to it. So actually creating something, asking yourself, you know, what's one small, quick and easy win that I could teach my community right now? So if you could help someone get a quick win that would boost their confidence, that's easy for them to accomplish. And then to set a timeline with that little, like how many days would they need to do that in order to experience a transformation and be like, oh my gosh, like I can do the next thing. Like what's next? What's next? And there's three different ways, three different challenges that you can have. So there's a step-by-step challenge where you kind of like, okay, do this on this day, the next day do this, the next day do that. Or you could have a habit-based challenge like simple green smoothies was drink one green smoothie a day for 30 days. And then there's an activity-based challenge where you're giving them a different prompt each day around a theme. So I've seen people and clients that I've helped is like a self-care challenge where it's like take a bubble bath, you know, um, buy yourself some flowers, you know, just different things where it's around an idea. So I would say like to get started, those are the best places to start. And then obviously you want to you want to share it with people so people know about the challenge and giving them a start date and an end date are really the the simple parts of creating a challenge. And I will say our challenges were nine emails long. So we delivered nine emails with a weekly shopping list and some intro, um, you know, welcome to the challenge. So it's very simple way to communicate, connect and add value to your community that's already paying attention. And sure. it also brings other people into your world. And when you make it free, you lower the barrier to entry sure. of someone getting to experience what it's like to, you know, interact with your product or what it's like to experience just who you are as a person, as a company, as a brand. Right. And let's say you have in mind that at the end of this, you are going to offer them something. You're going to sell something. Is there any sort of crumbs you're you're leaving within the challenge? Or are, you, are you not hinting at it at all and just waiting until it ends to let them know about that offer? No. So you can definitely, if you have a product or a service already, you would want to reverse engineer your challenge to 
get people ready to want to take that next step in engaging with your product or service. So you want to kind of re- reverse engineer that piece. And then you can definitely plant seeds um, throughout and even have some educational emails that get people ready to want to learn more about like, hey, if you're loving these green smoothies um, and you're feeling like you're you know, wanting to eat a healthier meal and you just don't know where to start, like stay tuned. We've got something that we'll share with you by yeah. day 30 or something like that, yeah. you know. And as far as getting people a, a win, I think that that is so good. I love how you said it. It's so true. How do you keep them accountable or do you keep them accountable at all? Because I feel like if you're giving them stuff to do every day, how do you know or how do you gauge if they're doing it at all? And if you don't know, is that okay? Are you going to still get them a win if there's no accountability? Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, there's a couple of ways that, that we did it was, you know, using a hashtag for people to share their daily green smoothies. And then we also have uh, something that I started inside our company was like no comment left behind. So we would post the recipe for the day and it's like comment below if you made it. And so just that is an extra space for accountability as well. It's like, yes, I made it today. This was so good. You know, just being able to respond to them and acknowledge that you saw that. And I love if someone does a a Facebook group for a challenge, you can have a pop-up group where you just have it during the challenge and then you can disable the comments at the end so you don't have to manage that energy the whole time. But that's another great way. And you can even have scholarships or different things to incentivize people to complete it, which is a great way to seed your product as well as like, hey, we're giving away five seats to this program um, for those who, you know, participate and comment each day, letting us know that they did the assignment or that they made the smoothie. Yep. Really, really good. So true. So I want to just make sure that we touch on your podcast and your next book. When did you start your podcast? I started it on February 14th, (laughs) Valentine's Day 2018. And it is perfect because the podcast is called Lead with Love. So Valentine's Day is such an appropriate day. And What did you intend for your listeners to walk away with when you created this show, when you're creating it now? What are you hoping that this show helps people to to feel, to do, to think? Really to inspire people to put love first in their business. And the intention and even the listening experience is not to make it like a homework assignment to make it easy listening that you could have this conversation and just reminders of putting people first and showing conversations from other business leaders and authors and creatives of how they actually make a lot more decisions from their intuition, from their gut, from their heart, from focusing on people more than they do focusing on just the metrics and that Mm -hmm. we add meaning to the metrics. Another intention for me was, you know, I'm a woman of color. I'm a mom. I don't have a college degree, but I I have been able to build relationships with really amazing people. And so an intention for me was accessibility. Like if there was a free way for people who were like me and $42,000 in credit card debt when they were building their business, didn't have money to (laughs) invest in mentorship or invest in a course or anything like that, that they could get inspiration to take that imperfect action inside their business and their Mm -hmm. lives. And so really just being a voice, a woman of color that is taking a stand to share 
a message that is not always welcome or received in the business world because it can sound a little too woo. And so I really bridge in those stories to connect people that you can build a meaningful, profitable business and do business differently and do it with love. That is so beautiful. And I'm so glad that you shared that. I absolutely agree with you. I think sometimes when people are asking me for business strategy, and I'm having those conversations often, and I stop and realize that what I'm not giving enough credit to is the empathy. It's like, it's not a numbers game. It's a people's game. And I I don't think that there's really business strategy that can take the seat of that. And I love that you made an entire mission around this and teaching business founders how to make sure this is at the root. And it's it's also so important that then that's directed at themselves as well, or else it doesn't last. Yeah. Yeah. It's not sustainable. So tell us about your book. When is it coming out? So I'm working behind the scenes right now. And, um, you know, I talked with my literary agent and, and I was going to put the book proposal first, but then I realized I need to write this book for me first. So that's what I've been doing Mm -hmm. with my book writing coach is really unpacking my origin story. And actually something that's really interesting is when I started working on my book was actually around the time that my father passed away, who, you know, was a really big catalyst for me doing work that I love in the world. And I didn't know that he had actually passed away. He um, was not discovered until six months later and I had started therapy and what yeah oh my god I don't even know words to say right now oh my gosh yeah I mean my I hadn't had a relationship with my father for 20 years um and he you know he had shared with people that he wanted to to die alone and and just through the initiation of writing my book and starting therapy before I knew my father passed away of just really healing that relationship and realizing why love matters so much to me is being able to, to create that, that space where people don't feel disconnected, where they don't feel alone, where they don't feel loved. And so I, I really feel that this this book mm-hmm. was planted in the season, uh, like that there was a nudge from him that he can love me in a different way now that he's not in like earthly form. Um, but there there's a whole dance of how this this book has unfolded. And uh-huh. I'm really writing the book for me first to heal and to understand where does this strong desire to bring so much love in the world because I've been looking for it from my father, from different pieces in the world and not wanting anyone to feel that sense of isolation or disconnection and really being able to bring more love in the world. And and business is a vehicle to express that high value. Mm. It's amazing. Thank you for sharing that so vulnerably. I mean, you start out this interview, you're just this woman who's like kicking butt, taking names and everyone seeing you sort of like on this pedestal. And it's so easy to like, just sort of forget that there's probably like a whole story, just like everyone has. And the fact that you have sort of lived through that, and then that incredible synchronicity, and the healing sort of began. It's, it's amazing. And thank you for sharing that. Thank you. 
So where can we find you and where can we find all the cool stuff you're doing? Yeah. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, definitely leadwithlovepodcast.com. And you can find all of the courses and the programs that you were mentioning at jadaselner.com and at jadaselner on Instagram and Facebook. Those are my dance floors, the smaller (laughs) social media dance floors. Uh, You can definitely find me there. And um, for anyone who's been sparked with the like, I want to start a challenge. I actually have a five-step roadmap that's free that has a checklist that you can follow at buildyourchallenge.com as well. I love that. And we will put um, links to your things in the show notes as well. Thank you for sharing all of this. What a lovely conversation. I'm so happy you're doing this great work in the world. It was an honor to have this conversation with you. I love talking to Jada. So many good nuggets of wisdom in there. Okay, here are some takeaways. Number one, show your dance moves on the dance floor. Let your audience know how you can provide value. Number two, double down on the thing that's already working. Rinse and repeat instead of always innovating new ideas. Number three, sell from a place of service. Focus on the transformation, not the transaction. Number four, your business can only be sustainable if you take care of yourself first. You can't pour from an empty cup. Number five, unhook your self-worth from your net worth. Focus on love over metrics. And number six, there are no unique messages. There are only unique messengers. All right, let's celebrate you and your wins. So Shelby posted in our Facebook group and she said, my first audiobook went live today on Audible. This comes about a month and a half after the release of the paperback and ebook. And it's so very exciting. My podcast listeners have been asking me to produce an audiobook to go along with permission to grieve. And nothing feels better than to say yes to their requests. I just want to say thank you to this community, to Kathy and the podcast for always keeping me going. All the best to you guys. Shelby, I just want to say that is so huge. Congratulations. I love that you were listening to what your audience wanted and delivering the thing that they really needed. Such a good example of practicing that empathy. You guys, you can go support Shelby and get her audiobook on Audible. It's called Permission to Grieve, Creating Grace, Space, and Room to Breathe in the Aftermath of Loss. Or if you want a physical copy, you can also get that on Amazon. Another win, Kelly posted in the Facebook group and she said, my win this week is making my first $500 month in sales. I'm finally getting seen on Etsy and I'm getting orders every day. I've been at this since October, 2015. I've had two babies in that time frame. So if you want to quit or you're thinking it's not working for you, don't give up. Try again. Try something you've never tried before. I usually get zero to three sales a month and I've always wanted a fuller plate than that and a steady income from my business. I think I finally found my niche. It took four whole years and tons of trial and error. She said, keep dreaming. Kelly, that is really so cool. I'm so proud of you. It is impressive to hear that you stuck it out. You stuck through the ups and downs. You had the resilience and you kept going. You guys can give Kelly some love. She has adorable crochet toys, beanies, headbands, bath mats, a ton of different items on her Etsy shop, Kelly Joy Crochet. I love sharing your wins. If you have one, you can post it in the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. You can DM me on Instagram at kathy.heller. So please reach out to me. And if you have any ideas, if you want me to speak at your company's event in exchange for buying books, if you want me to fly to your city, if you have any ideas of how we can come together and rally together to make sure this book is a huge success, please DM me. We can get on a call. We can email back and forth. I would so appreciate that support because I know that in this community is everything we need. And I love you guys so much. And I'm happy to do things that you might want me to do. Maybe you want me to come speak and do a gathering for your friends or a retreat somewhere. And I might be like, let's do it. So if you have any ideas or anything you need or want from me, please reach out. I would just love to talk to you either way. If you like this episode or any episode, share it with a friend, share it with someone who maybe needs
needs to hear that they're sleeping on their dreams and they can go and do this thing and make it a reality. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the show. Please leave us a review. Um, I'll leave you with a song of mine. Don't forget to check the link in the show notes or go to don'tkeepyourdata.com slash book bonus so that you can get all the bonuses for pre-ordering my book. I love you so much. Have an amazing weekend and I'll talk to you on Monday. Bye.